0: Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig. So let's get started. Welcome back. So it's interesting to see what's in the media these days. And I know there's lots of politics and other things. And I actually like to check out what's on television to see what people are thinking about. And there's this new show called Soulmates on AMC, maybe on some other channel where you are. And I think it's an interesting concept because it shows a lot of stereotypes around what people believe around soulmates and how we view relationships. And so the premise of the show is that there's a technology that would match us with our perfect soulmate. And so in each episode, there's a specific story, and they are self-contained within each episode. And so people who are married, for example, feel that maybe something is missing. So they go and have the test, and then they realize oh, I'm with the wrong person. So they just totally disrupt their lives and go off with someone else. And it was interesting, some of the scenarios in one, a woman was thinking about doing it and thought, no, I've built my life with this man. We have children. Why would I want to do this? And stop the process while she was there. And then when she goes to tell her partner, he's like, well, I actually did it. And then he goes off with another person, and they meet up later, and he's a little bit regretful of what he did. Another scenario, someone who's been a serial monogamist with multiple marriages, again, jumps in quickly. And their mindset is, because we've been matched, when we do have an argument, we're meant to be together, therefore we work through it. And this also happens in some cultures where because we've been put together, there's more of a sense of us working together in order to work through the problems, which is so different from our regular kind of independent thinking, which would have us believe that, well, you know, the grouse is greener or because I am so important that they need to do the compromise that relationships don't need compromise which is not true right we all have different ways of looking at the world and it really gets more to values and what we think is important around working through those problems and in conflict resolution we talk about going from positions to interests So yes, I have this position, I want to do this, and this is the way it is, and the other person wants to do something that could be at the opposite end of the scale. But how do we work together and find out what it is that we want underneath all of that? And that's where the magic happens, because that's when we start to get more intimate with each other and ourselves, when we actually look within to find out what is important to me, what are my values, how can I have this need met in a way that is both respectful of myself and the other person with our values with our boundaries, with who I am as a person, and what I believe in. And sometimes it does get to the point of it's not going to work and you do move on. And this is a way to actually do it in a way that is more humane and can actually help you to work through it and have that growth period before you actually leave the relationship rather than waiting till after when we go through the grief and the, all of the feelings of disappointment and anger and all of that. We still go through the feelings, but the thing is that when we can work through it consciously, there's going to be a lot less repercussions. We'll work through it faster and we'll come out the other side healthier knowing more about ourselves and what's important to us and what we will and will not compromise on in future relationships. So for myself, I do have a process I use around soulmates in numerology. And it's interesting because I do what's called a relational chart. And I look at what is the lesson between the two of us and what is the outcome if we work through that lesson. So the lesson is always going to be some kind of grief, where there's going to be a problem of maybe it's being too sensitive, or feeling like my freedom is being restricted, or something, maybe I'm not feeling stable and content around you, whatever it is. And when I do that chart, we can find where the zeros are, which means a soulmate connection. So this is in different areas, mental, emotionally, and vocationally. So, of course, in intimate relationships, the emotional is the strongest, the mental is next, and then vocational is the third. And if you're doing it for a work relationship, then the vocational area would be more important because that's the strongest relationship you're going to have in a a kind of a working relationship though the others are important too. So it's always good to know coming in, what are some of the things that can crop up so I can be aware of that. And then through that conscious awareness, then be more sensitive to the area and have more discussion and understanding and see where each of us is coming from in that situation. So the story I like to tell about The soulmate connection that was the most important to me was my foster mom. When I was 15, my dad died in a very difficult way. He was robbed for his money, and because of health issues, he actually died. And uh, two young men were charged with manslaughter. And even though my mom and dad were not living together at the time, and hadn't been for many, many years, there was still that connection. They both grew up very strict Catholic and never divorced. So there was that connection. And so the police brought the bloody clothes to my mom, his belongings, and that set her off over the edge. She already had mental illness and had attempted suicide on multiple occasions. And this was not a good thing to be doing for her. So for her one of her ways of dealing with trauma was the geographical cure and she decided to move again. And here I was going into grade 11 and I thought there's no way I'm going to go to another city, to a new high school and be the new kid on the block again. I did so much of that growing up in my life. I didn't want to do it for high school. I knew it would be really challenging and the man she was moving in with really creeped me out to be honest and some part of my instinct within me said do not go this is not safe and so i choose chose not to and so eventually i found a family to live with and i knew the son through high school and i just started asking around and it was like coming home to a home that i never had it was really heartwarming for me and a big turning point in my life because I had someone who believed in me. I was given value just for who I was and I was listened to and things were done for me in a way that was loving and kind and respectful and I learned to build self-esteem. And so we had a really great connection After high school, I came back and worked for the forestry for a couple of summers and always stayed in touch. And then when my other mom, as I called her, passed away, it was on my birthday. I guess that's three years ago now. I'll have to think about that. Um, But I was at the International Film Festival lined up. My friend had canceled, so I was about to go into... uh, actually quite a heavy play or movie called Indian Horse. And there was a a First Nations person, an Indigenous person, who did the um, ceremony and was all about reconciliation. And there, there was a lot of grief in the movie. So it was interesting timing. But the most interesting part was that it was on my birthday, October 2nd. And so she died on my birthday, and my birthday reversed to 10, her time. And that just, I could just feel shivers throughout my body when I got the call. And it was, um, just made me stop and think. And then after a while, I thought, that's really interesting. I've never done our charts, but, you know, I just felt so connected to her. So I did our charts And I saw that we had two soulmate connections. So no wonder that we were so connected. And she died just a couple of weeks short of her 100th birthday. So unfortunately, we didn't have that celebration, but we had celebrated in the summer because I didn't know if I would be up there in October. And so we have had past lives together. And so we've had that strong connection And it was really evident. And it's really interesting now when I meet people in business, often when I meet people on LinkedIn or some kind of connection, I'll ask them for their birthday. And the ones that we have the easiest conversation are the ones where we have the the zeros, the soulmate connections. And so it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. We have soulmate connections throughout our life, through different parts of our life and with all different types of people. So something to think about, give you a new perspective on how to think about soulmates and how they might show up in your life. And if you're interested in learning about how to have that done for you and have a chart done, I'd love to talk to you. So have a great week and I will see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, Please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.